we'll get to the Bible, but today I need your help first before we jump into God's Word. Pull out your cell phones today, all right? Pull them out because I need, I need your help. I need your help today. And what we're going to do, I got a question for you. It's on the screen. If you could choose more of only one of these items, which one would you choose? Which one? You guys, you get, take your pick. And uh, let me explain them to you quickly. And again, you, you can see the, you can text. The number is 22333 that you got to text to. And you can text one of these codes down here to that number. And uh, it will take your vote. We'll see the results. So which one would you choose? Would you choose freedom? Would you choose more friends? More health? More love? More time? Or more success? Which one would you vote for? So think about this for just a second. Freedom. Would you want more freedom? You know, no boss. You, you could choose, you know, no, if you're a teenager, maybe no more parents telling you what to do, or no teachers telling you what to do, no boss telling you what to do. You'd want more freedom. How about more friends? You know, you could be the most popular person. I mean, you'd have so many friends that you'd be saying, no, I can't hang out tonight. I can't go over your place because I've just got too many invites. You know, you're just loved by everyone. Maybe you'd like more health. How awesome would this be? You could just grow old without wrinkles or balding. Like, wouldn't that be awesome? You just, no, no debilitating diseases. I mean, you're just healthy and spry your whole life. And then one, one day you get to a nice old age and you say, all right, this is good enough. And you just pass slowly in your sleep. You know, wouldn't that just be nice? Uh, how about more, more love? You know, if you're, you're single out there today, you just find the perfect person uh, and, and you just fall in love and you live happily ever after. Or if you're married out there today, you would just go back to that honeymoon phase just the rest of your life. You'd have more love in your life. How about more time? You know, somebody out there, you'd just be like, if I could just have one more hour a day, that would be incredible, right? That would be awesome. Or how about more success? You'd get every promotion, you'd get to be the CEO, you'd be so successful, you could write a book and people would buy it because they just want to be successful like you. So which one would you choose? So take a moment, text that in, fill that out, and actually let's see, let's see the live results uh, of what's going on here. All right, interesting. You guys don't want any friends. <laughs> I see how that is. So yeah, keep, keep texting, keep, keep getting in there, because I think we all want, we all want more. Something deep inside of us realizes that we want, we want more. We, we need something else in this world because we just, we just need more, right? Maybe it's more friends. Maybe it's, maybe it's more love. Maybe it's more time, whatever. But it, there's just something out there, and we realize we need more, right? This world understands that. That's why advertisers are constantly telling you, you need more. You deserve better. You deserve a bigger house. You deserve a, a nicer car. You need more stuff. And guess what? We're going to sell it to you for a low price, you know, and, and so we've got all this stuff, and we want more. We want more. So let's see. What, what do we got here? You guys are saying more health, and isn't that nice? Wouldn't that be nice? We have more health. You didn't, want, you didn't want more friends. You didn't want more success because you guys aren't greedy people out there, right? You're just pleasant, good people. You don't want more money. No, you want more health. I love that. You guys are just, you're just good people. Just good people. We just, want, we just want more health in our lives. Well, today, I want to talk to you guys about more. I want to talk to you about, about more this morning. Because there's a lot more that we need. There's a lot more that, that we need. In this journey called life, we want more and we need more. So we, we chase after more. So today, this, this is you. You're on your journey for more. You want more. So you start chasing some things like, we want more, we want more freedom. And so in, in life, we, 
we say, all right, I need more freedom. You start doing some things to say, all right, whatever I can do to get more freedom, whether that's, I don't know, change jobs, leave the house. Sometimes you're like 18 years old. It's like, finally, I have my freedom. I can do these different things. So we carry, we, we want more freedom with us. And another thing we like to do in life is we like to get more friends. So we do whatever we can to get more friends and chase after more friends and, and more people so that more people like us. And we think, this is going to be it. This is, this is going to solve all of my problems. And we go on this, this journey called life with, with more. And so we begin this, this journey and, and we're walking back and forth with more. And we think, if I just have more, then everything is going to be okay. If I just have more, life is going to be easier. Life is going to be a breeze because now I got more friends. I got more freedom. I can, I can do what I want. I can do when I want it. And, and this is going to be great. And we think that this journey is going to be easier because we have more. But instead, it just kind of feels like it weighed us down and it didn't really hit that spot deep inside of us that we wanted to be filled. And so we walk around with more in our lives and we start to wonder, is there more to life or is this it? Is this it? You see, in Proverbs chapter 27, it says this, Death and destruction are never satisfied, and neither are the eyes of man. Death and destruction are never satisfied, and neither are the eyes of man. So in other words, you know, never in a time in this life will the grave say, nope, we can't handle any more dead people right? Like we, we can't, we're too full. We can't handle anymore. So you guys got to stop dying. You just get eternal life because we, we filled up. No, death and destruction will never be satisfied. They, we're always going to want more in the same way. The eyes of a man are never going to be satisfied. We're always going to think that there is more. We're going to see something. We're going to want something more. Let me prove it to you. Today, after we have the balloon drop and we, we get all the eggs and we have all that fun, you drive down to Pizza Ranch right? We got some pizza ranch lovers out here tonight. You, you got a big buffet, right? You walk in there and, and you go down the first, first aisle and, you know, you see, all right, uh, get the chocolate pudding and the cottage cheese. I don't know, that's me. I might be weird, but that, that's what I go for first. And then, you know, you put the green beans on there and, and you put the chicken. Don't forget the chicken. Maybe, maybe the fries and all that stuff. And then you think, well, I should probably be healthy. I'll, I'll grab a salad plate. You know, so you, you fill that up and then you realize, oh, I need to have room for pizza right? And so you start piling the pizza on, on top of that layer. You guys have been there. You, you know what I'm talking about. You pile the pizza on, and you get all the way in, and you see, oh, the cactus bread. Like, I can't come to Pizza Ranch and not have, have cactus bread. You know, so you grab another plate, you put that, and you, you get over there, and you realize, oh, I think my eyes were bigger than my stomach was, you know? And, and you eat all that, and then you get to the end of your meal, and you're like, oh, yeah, they've got an ice cream machine here, too. Like, I, I better go get some, get some more, because our eyes are never satisfied. We, we always want more. We think we can handle more. We, we think that more is better. The eyes of man will never be, be satisfied. So we keep going on in this journey called life, and we think, if I just have more, that's going to be, this, be the solution. So we chase after more. We chase after more. Another thing that we like to chase after, and you know, a lot of you in here, you'd say the same thing, is, man, I just want, I want more health. If I just had more health, then everything would be okay. You know, if I can just find the newest diet plan, if I could just hit up the gym, life would be better. So we put, we put more on. We, we put more health on. We, we try to do all those things, and we think that's going to make our life better. But that's, that's not quite good enough because we think, man, if I just had more love in my life, 
you know, if I just had that relationship, that's going to that's gonna fill that, that hole that's just deep down inside of me because I think love is really what I need. So we go for the relationship. We, we, we try to chase after those things. Maybe you go online. Maybe you go to, I don't know where you find love, but, you know, we're all, we're all trying to find love, and we, and we chase after that, that more love, and we go on this journey called life. In the book of Ecclesiastes in the Bible, it's written by uh, a guy named Solomon, King Solomon. He's the wisest king to ever live. He, he prayed for wisdom and God gave him wisdom. Because of his wisdom, along came great wealth, it came great riches, it came great victory, and this guy had more money than he knew what to, to do with. Well, eventually, pride got in his heart, and he started to think that all this wisdom and everything that he had done, all this more that he had accumulated, was because of how good he was, not because of what God had, had given him. So he started going down the wrong path, and he started you know, thinking it's all about me, and eventually, you know, just things crashed, and it didn't work out. And he looks back at the end of his life, and he looks what, what had happened his whole life, and he writes this in Ecclesiastes chapter 5. He says this, whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This too is meaningless. As goods increase, so do those who consume them. And what benefit are they to the owners except to feast their eyes on them? So here's the richest guy, like whoever lived, more money than he knows what to do with, and he says, it's still not enough. It's still not enough. I I had all that I could possibly want, but I still wanted more. I still needed more. No matter how much you load on yourselves, you're still going to want more. You're still going to say, there's, there's more space. I need more. And, and this weight, it just goes on our shoulder, and we get more, and we get more, and we get more. And again, it makes us ask that question, is there, is there more? Is there more to life, or is this, is this it? Kerry Newhoff is a best-selling author and speaker, and he wrote a, a truthful graduation speech. You know, we've got a... Uh, We've got graduation just around the corner, our college graduates, our high school graduates, they're going to be, be graduating here in just, just about a month. And can you imagine if somebody gave an honest commencement speech? I mean, because they get up there and be like, you're going to do great, everything's going to be wonderful, you're going to love life. But imagine if we were truthful, right? So hear me out for a moment. This is, this is a truthful graduation speech for you. I'm honored to be here with you today at your commencement from one of the finest universities in the world. Most people in a moment like this try to inspire you. I'm not going to do that today because, kids, the truth is your friend. You're likely wondering, what's ahead? What's next in this big, wide world full of possibilities? Well, let me give you a snapshot. To begin with, most of you are in debt up to your eyeballs. It's true. You're in debt beyond any comfortable level. Good luck paying that back in the next decade. But here's a sneak peek of the future that you financed. If you aren't already in love, maybe you'll, you'll find someone and settle down. You'll get a job, maybe even a career job if you're that lucky. And at some point, if you're so inclined, you may even have kids. But underneath, there will be an undiagnosed pain. An unspoken sense that there's a meaningful call on your life, but your life is spinning out of control and you can't even pause long enough to discover why. And as you sit in an office day after day, slowly suffocating, you'll, you'll live with the angst of never coming close to what you suspect 
might have been. You won't fully understand the anxiety, of course, but it will eventually dawn on you that this life you've anticipated for so long is that one is one that most days you just wish you could escape. For some of you, the escape will happen every day at 4 o'clock or 5 o'clock or 9 o'clock, whatever time you can punch the card or check out of the office or close the laptop. You'll end up binge-watching your favorite show over takeout because you're too tired to cook or scrolling through social media until your eyes sting and you fall asleep with your phone still in hand. Some of you will find your escape in a third glass of bourbon or wine most nights, or you'll unwind with a joint or another trip to the fridge because reality feels a little bit too heavy to carry. For still others among you, it'll be the prescription medication that you're no longer taking as directed. Or you'll find yourself drifting away from the people closest to you and flirting online with people that you used to know in high school because your current relationship is just oh so dull, despite what your Instagram feed might suggest. Or maybe you'll live for the weekend or you'll live for the next vacation or the lake or the game or the pool or the next massage. Whatever it might be, we're looking for that escape. Anything but what you're doing right now. Some of you will bury your pain, ironically, with more work, because workaholism is, after all, the most rewarded addiction in America. You can be fired for drinking too much, but working too much usually gets you promoted and may even get you a raise. So you dump yourself into bed exhausted most nights, only to do it all again tomorrow. Finally, a small number of you won't lapse into any of these patterns. Instead, you'll soldier on and endure four decades of banality to achieve the dream of having a decent life when you retire, assuming that you live that long. All this and more awaits you, my friends. Welcome to life as we know it. Can you imagine if somebody gave that graduation speech? But there's a lot of truth in that. We work so hard from kindergarten all the way through, through high school or college or even all the way to your doctorate degree. And you're thinking, once I get to that point, life, I'm going to have it made. I'm going to have everything that I ever dreamed of. And then you get to that point, you get that job, and now all of a sudden you're just looking for an escape. You're just waiting until you can check out. You're just waiting until you can get to that next vacation. It's just like, God, is there, is there more to life than this? Is this all that it is? I, I thought that, that being married and having, you know, three kids and being able to have this perfect job, it would just solve everything. But if I've got that, then why do I still feel so empty on the inside? I've got all the more that I could possibly imagine, but I still feel empty. So we continue to chase after more because we can always take more. So we start looking and we think, maybe if I just have more time. You know, I've got all this stuff already, but maybe if I just have more time, maybe if I can just squeeze out the family for a little bit so I can work another hour a day, then I'll have everything done and and I'll I'll finally be caught up so that I can focus some more on what what matters most. If I could just have, have more time, then it would just be, it would be okay. Just some more time. But it's still not enough, so we go after some more and we think, man, if I could just have some more success. If I could just make it big. If I could just get that promotion. If I could just have more success, then my life would be better. Then, then everything would be, be just okay. And, I, and, and so we strive after more success. And we go on this journey of life. 
and we think it's all going to be better. And we start to feel the weight of all of this more that we've added to ourselves. And, and we start to wonder, is, is there more to life or is this it? Last summer at, at summer camp, talked about that earlier. It's out in the Black Hills and it's a great time. You know, we've got the pine trees and the mountains everywhere. and this, It's great. It's an awesome time. And, and so as leaders out there, oftentimes they'll have you know, some vehicles that we can use to get things around. So we'll have some four-wheelers or a gator or a golf cart that we can carry things around. And, and the vehicle everybody wanted last year was, was the gator because it had the biggest bed on it and, and you could take the most stuff. So we're driving around camp all week, setting up the water slide, taking the water pump places, setting up activities. And, and it was great. And we're driving around and eventually two leaders, they're driving around on it and, uh, and they're setting things up and it, and it dies. It dies on them. And you're like, what, what's going on? And they looked and they realized, okay, it's out of gas. Of course, we're on the wrong side of the campground, so we've got to walk all the way across the campground, get the gas, come back, and bring it back. So that's what they did. They, they go get the gas, they come back, they fill up the tank, throw the cans in the back, they get in, they go to start it, nothing. It doesn't work. And, you know, the other guy's like, well, let me try. I, I can do this. You know, you're, you're probably turning the key wrong or something. So they, they get in there, they... They, they try starting it again, and nothing. Won't turn over, nothing. They start calling other leaders. Hey, do you know how to get this thing started? Nobody could figure it out. Finally, they say, all right, we got we to we contact the camp manager. We got to contact Joe. He's going to know what to do. He, he's a real smart guy. So, so we say, hey, Joe, come on over here. You got you to figure this out. It's not working. We need this. You know, we're, we're using it right now. And he gets in, and he tries to start it, and, and it doesn't work. And he starts looking around, and he looks at the gas cans in the back, and, he, and then he says, well, guys, I know what the problem is. This is a diesel, and you put regular gas in it, and that's why it's not working. So they go, and they pump the tank, and they go get diesel gas, and they fill it up, and lo and behold, it starts. And in life, it's kind of similar to us. We think that adding more is going to fill us up. It's going to fill that void in the inside, and that's going to make us run like we've never run before. But all this time, we've been putting regular gas in a diesel engine. That's not what we were designed to do. That's not what we were created to do. We need not just more stuff. We need more of the right stuff. See, if simply adding more leaves you feeling empty, then I have good news for you today because there's something empty that can leave you feeling full. can leave you feeling full. See, in Romans chapter 3, it tells us that, that all have sinned. Every one of us have sinned. From the platform to the back row to the balcony, we've all messed up. We've all failed. We've all got issues in our life where we said, God, I'm going to choose my own way rather than to choose your way. And and so each and every one of us, we failed. We've messed up. And and in Romans chapter 6, it tells us that the, the penalty, the wages of sin, the consequences of our sin is death. We deserve to die. God made this world perfect. He created it perfect. He created you and I perfect, but then we chose to sin. We messed it up. We, we failed. And because of that, we deserve the penalty of death. But thankfully, that verse doesn't stop there. It says, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not die, but have everlasting life. See, because of sin, someone had to pay the penalty. Someone had to pay the penalty. So Jesus came to this earth, and he lived a perfect life. He didn't didn't deserve to die. 
He never messed up. He, he, he didn't dishonor God. He didn't deserve to die. But instead, he willingly went to the cross. He willingly laid his life down. And he died this horrific death through crucifixion so that you and I might have life. He took on all the punishment for the sin that we made. And he gives us a, a second chance this morning. Check out this video. You, look at your eyes, look at them, speckled, colorful, each one unique, and I created every one of them. I created everything, the universe, and you. I gave you your personality. I made you pure. And every day, I give you life. I love you. But something happened. You cheated on me. You didn't trust me. You sinned. You cut yourself off from me. And although you're still alive, you are slowly dying. So you looked for other things. To fill the void. But nothing works. It just kills you faster. Separates us more and more. What are you searching for? destroyed, but to know me, so I became one of you, a fragile creation. I was tempted, but I never sinned. I came to save you. You have so many sins, and they have a cost. Someone has to die. You or me, so I took on your sin, and traded in my life for yours, and I died in your place, because I love you. Then, Rely on me. 
will forgive you and give you eternal life. I love you. And I did all of this to have a relationship with you. Will you follow me? I liked in that in that video just a couple things as our friend continues to go on his journey here. There's a lot of things that remind me of what we look like here, like the rose. The rose that maybe you felt that way before. You look beautiful on the outside. You, you look like you've got everything going on right on the outside. Look, he's got success. He's got freedom. But the moment that you were cut off of that bush, you were slowly dying on the inside. Same way with the computer. You, you unplug that computer from its power, and it looks alive. But really, those numbers are just ticking down farther and farther and farther. No matter how many different things you plug in, no matter how many USBs you plug in, it doesn't give any power back to it. In, in fact, it just drains it quicker and quicker. The more that it has, the faster it declines. And in the same way, the more stuff that we put on us, the more things that we try to chase, the faster that we decline. And we just can't handle it. You know, the, the weight is great. We, we try to do all these things, these friends. We try to look like we've got it all together on the outside. But eventually the weight builds up and, and we snap. We crash because the burden is too much. We, we can't hold on anymore. Maybe some of you have experienced that. You've had this breakdown. And it's in those moments of breakdown where we, we take the bags down. And we realize what we've been carrying around this whole time because they look good on the outside but on the inside you've been carrying around something completely different so we, we take this bag of, of freedom that we thought was going to be so good and we open it up and we look on the inside this, this freedom that we thought we needed really it all started with a bunch of disobedience we didn't want to listen to our parents, so we moved out. We didn't want to listen to the boss, so we got a new job. We, we didn't want to listen to the government, so we changed states. You know, whatever it might be, but it just led to garbage that we were carrying around. So we, we look in another bag, and we open it up. We look in the friend's bag, and the friends that we thought this was going to be the solution, this is going to be everything, so we go out and we start, you know, trying to make friends. How do we make friends? We start talking bad about everybody else. Right, And we allow gossip to get into our lives because that was the quickest way to the top. That was the quickest way to, to make sure that, you know, everybody loved you. But then that gossip, when they found out that you were talking about them behind their back, man, that led to a broken relationship. It led to more trash. It led to bitterness. And now you've got hatred going on between you and your friends. And, and, it, and it's just, it's rough. And, and all these friends that you thought was going to be the solution to your problem just added more weight to your shoulders. So then we go to the, the next bag and we open up the bag of, bag of health. And we think, man, if I can just get the right diet plan, if I can just, you know, an apple a day, you know, it's just going to be good. But... 
that, that gym membership, all those different things, it's just led to obsession in our life. And now that's all we think about. That's all we're worried about. That's all, and it's consumed us. And it's led to just more weight around our shoulders rather than freedom. It started out healthy. It started out good. But it turned into something else. So we, we open up the next bag of, bag of love. We thought, man, love is going to be the answer. Love is what we need. And so we go and start pursuing those relationships. We think, if I just have love, that, that's all I need. And that's, that's going to be the solution. But that love led to other problems. In our busyness to find relationship, it, we turned to lust because we just wanted that quick fix. We, we, wanted, we wanted more. And there was even more garbage that we found. We, it led to sexual sin. It led to all these different things that, that we never thought we would go down those roads. But now because we wanted love so bad, we lowered our standards and we said, hey, any sort of love will do. So then we look in the, the time bag and we think, Man, this time, this is what I really needed. But now you start sacrificing some time for other time. You start sacrificing important things like your family or your friends. And you say, if I could just work a little bit more, then everything's going to be okay. But you realize no matter how hard you work, it just turns into more and more busyness. It's just busy. It didn't solve any problems. It just made you do more of what you don't like doing already. And it led to busyness. And finally, you open up that bag called success that you thought this is going to be the solution. This is going to be, this is going to be it. This is going to be the key. But once you got to the top, you realized it wasn't as bright as you thought it would be. It led to pride in your life because you thought, man, I, I got here all by myself, just kind of like King Solomon. You thought this, this is all me and pride built up and you forgot the journey it took to get there. And, and now that you're, you're, you're up there, and you think that everything is just going right, that pride, and you've got all the money that you could possibly want, went to, that money became an idol in your life. And it led to idolatry, and you just think, man, money is, is the all-consuming thing. This is what I need. This is what I need. I need more money. I need, I need more things. And, and it just led to junk in our lives. And the more led you to a dark and a broken place full of sin. But listen to this. Mark 16 says this. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, the women were on their way to the tomb. And they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. And as they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. There's an empty tomb. There's an empty tomb. See, Jesus didn't stay on that cross. He didn't stay in the tomb, but he is risen. And now today we can take all this garbage. And because Jesus has risen, because Jesus has paid the penalty, we can bring all of our garbage and everything we've been carrying around, the weight that we've been carrying around, we can take it to the cross. We can take it to the cross and we can experience freedom like we've never experienced before. We can take all the luggage that we've got and we can take it to the cross. Because of that, Jesus has forgiven us because of the empty tomb. We can live life to the full. In fact, John 10.10 10 says this, I have come, Jesus says this, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full and have it more abundantly. 
And guess what? Through Jesus, when we bring these things to the cross, we, we thought love was in this package, but you know what the greatest love was at the cross? And that's a love you're going to experience today like you've never experienced before. You're going to experience success. You thought success was, you know, in this great career or in this better office. But true success is, is when, when we say, God, what do you have for me? God, what's your plan? Because he created us. He created you with a purpose. And when we start living out God's purpose for your life, you're going to be more successful than you ever dreamed of. It may not look the way you thought success should look, but you're going to start experiencing success like you've never felt. You're going to start experiencing freedom like you've never felt before. Because God wants to free you today from all this sin, from all this baggage. You're going you're to have the time of your life. I mean, it's going to be great. You're going to experience health like you've never experienced before. You're going to experience friendship like you've never experienced before. Because the Bible says there's a, there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. You're going to experience all these things when we bring them to the cross, when we lay them down, the good and the bad, and you say, God, I, I don't want more stuff. I want more of you. Because that's, that's, that's what that, that void inside of you, that's what it needs, not more stuff. It needs more of Jesus. God, God created you, and, and he wants to give you more. He wants to fill you with the right gas to run your engine, and you can experience it today. And let me tell you what, when you bring your things to the cross, the good and the bad, and you say, God, I give it to you. I surrender to you. The only thing you're going to be able to say anymore is this. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. a wretch I remember who I was I was lost I was blind I was running out of time sin separated the breach was far too wide but from the far side of the chasm you held me So you made a way across the great divide, left behind heaven's throne to build it here inside. And there at the cross, you paid the debt I owed, broke my chains, freed my soul. From the first time I had hope, thank you, Jesus, for the blood applied. Thank you, Jesus, you have washed me white. Thank you, Jesus, you have saved my life. You brought me. place 
laid inside my tomb of sin. You were buried for three days, and then you walked right out again. And now death has no sting, and life has no end. For I have been transformed by the blood. nothing you've ever experienced before. And today I want to give you that opportunity. The Bible says that if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just and He will forgive us. It says that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and we believe in our hearts that God raised Him from the dead, that that tomb is empty, that we will be saved. That's all it takes. So today I want to give you that opportunity whether you're, you're in this place this morning, whether you're joining us online, I want to give you an opportunity to respond to Jesus today, to experience healing, to experience freedom like you've never experienced before. It's literally the best decision you, you'll ever make in your lifetime. Because through Jesus, he offers us eternal life. And, and when we come to Jesus, not only does he give us life and life abundantly, but he gives us eternal life. When we die, we no longer have to pay that penalty of death. We no longer have to spend eternity in hell, but we get to spend eternity in heaven with Jesus. It's the greatest gift that has ever been given. So today, with every head bowed and every eye closed in this place, 
ask you a question. Do you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life today? Do you want to experience fullness like you've never experienced it before? You've had the weight of all those things on your shoulders all this time and you thought it was going to be the solution, but inside you're still dealing with that pain, you're still dealing with that anxiety, and and nothing seems to work, nothing seems to solve it. Today, are you ready to get filled up with the right stuff? If you'd like to accept Jesus as your Savior today, every eye closed, would you just, just raise your hand? this morning and catch my eye. I want to I pray with you. If there's anybody here today, give you a moment online. You can just put, your, put a hand emoji in the, in the chat. If there's anybody here today, you say, yeah, I want to know about Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There's many hands being raised around this building right now. Maybe you're out there this morning and you say, you know what? I've gotten saved before, but I've wandered a long way. I've put more bags on my shoulders and I've been living in this pain. And today I want to give it back to God. I want, I want to lay it down at the cross. If that's you today, why don't you just raise your hand? I want to pray with you today. God wants to deliver you. God wants to use you today. Like you've never, you've never experienced hope and freedom before. Thank you. Thank you to so many of you. Well, if that's you, if you raise your hand today, then I want to pray with you. In fact, we're all just going to pray together, and we're believing. They're not any special words, but it's simply a prayer of surrender. And if if that's you today, just just pray this from your heart. So let's, let's pray this together. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross. I believe that you rose again. I want to make you the Lord of my life. I've got lots of sin and lots of baggage. And I confess my sin and I give it to you today. Make me new. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer today and you meant it from your heart, then let me tell you, your life is never going to be the same. This is going to be a date that you remember forever. Mark it on your calendar. April 17th, 2022 is the day that your life was totally changed. It was the day that changed everything. The Bible says that there are angels in heaven rejoicing because of what happened in this room today. And that's why we celebrate. That's why we celebrate. God is is doing something amazing. So would you stand to your feet with me? And God is good. We're not quite done yet. I'm going to invite our prayer team to come on down. And here's what I'd like us to do. We're we're going to sing this song one more time. But if you raised your hand in this place today, then here's what I want you to do. Uh, We want to help you on this journey. We want to help you on this journey. We we, we want to be there for you because you're not in it alone. Look around. There's there's many of us who are are here. We've been on this journey following Jesus for a long time. We want to be there with you. And so today, uh, if you raise your hand, uh, when we begin to sing this song, I want you just to come forward. There's going to be people here uh, to pray with you. If you don't have a Bible, we've got a Bible we want to give you. Uh, We want to give you some helpful tools just to, what's the next thing? What do I do now? Now what? And and so we've got a little booklet to send home with you, and we just want to pray with you. So if you raised your hand this morning, then as we sing these words, uh, I invite you to come and, and let's pray together. But let's sing this one more time. Thank you, Jesus.
God is so good. I believe some of you are experiencing freedom like you've never experienced before. God is in this place. God is moving. Uh, if, if you still need prayer, if you're saying, yeah, that's me, uh, our, our team's going to be down here. Don't feel like you need to run off. If you just need to come to this altar, if you just need to kneel before the cross and just remember what God did for you, we encourage you. These altars are open for you. Time just to spend alone with God. But I want to give you some, some more exciting news. I mean, this is exciting. What God is doing is exciting. But what's amazing is we, we serve the God, uh, the Bible says, who can do abundantly more than all we ask or imagine. And that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. But maybe you're experiencing salvation for the first time. 
But what's neat is when Jesus rose from the dead, when that tomb was empty, it said that he, he walked and talked for another 40 days on this planet. He talked to the disciples. There's, there's many who witnessed him. And right before he ascended into heaven, he told his disciples, I want you to wait in the city. I want you to wait here because someone is coming that's going to clothe you with power like you've never experienced before. We serve the God of more. And so the disciples, they waited. And they waited another 10 days until someone else came that Jesus sent. And next week, we're going to tell you about that. We're going to talk to you about this power of how we can have even more. You thought today was incredible. Wait till next week. God is going to like change you even more because there's always more in the kingdom of heaven more of the right stuff, not stuff that's going to weigh you down. Jesus said uh, that his burden is easy and his yoke is light. We can have freedom like never before. So I encourage you, come back. We're going to talk about more next week of what God can do in and through you. Let's pray. Let's praise God. Jesus, we thank you for what you are doing. I thank you for so many lives that were changed today. And God, you are not done yet. You have got more for us. So Lord, we, we, we rejoice. We're thankful for what you're doing, knowing that you're not even done yet. You're just getting started. God, we believe that you're going to do even more in this city, in this community, in this world. Lord, we thank you. God, thank you for, for what you did on the cross. Thank you that the tomb is empty. And we leave this place full today because of what you've done. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Well, thank you for being here this Easter. Again, these altars are still open. I uh, encourage you to go grab your kids and go over to the egg hunt uh, in the gym. It's going to be a great time. Happy Easter, everybody. I was running.